the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's right. You better walk this way. Here every night at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on The Answer San Diego. I am Andrea Kay. Dynamite in a dress. Busting through the hype, the hypocrisy, and the hyperbole every night of the week. And especially on hump day. Hump day? Yes, it is. It is hump day. But it more than that... That it's the Democrats' happiest day of the year right now. It's their, it's, it's almost their Christmas Eve. It's the Eve. It's January 5th. It's the Eve of the anniversary of January 6th. And yes, they are absolutely celebrating this. And not just because tomorrow is, is uh, the Epiphany, King's Day or Twelfth Night, as we say in New Orleans, which kicks off Mardi Gras season. But no, this is almost the anniversary for them to kick off the real insurrection. And I'm going to tell you guys why I'm calling it that. Uh, it, it, uh, in the opening segment as well as, well, there's two facets to it. One of it, which has to do with Schumer and why he's trying to get rid of the filibuster. And we've got John Lott here after the first segment to explain that little aspect. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, everybody's, I, I'm not one of these cool kids in terms of knowing all the different tech apps happening out there and all the different ways that you can move money and this and that. But Hey, if you're into your Venmo and you're into your PayPal or whatever, you better keep watch on it because the IRS will. You thought Santa was watching over you, seeing if you're naughty or nice. The IRS is going to be peeking into your, your little Venmo accounts and all your little cash apps. And Dave L. Hoff, the financial thought doctor, will be here a little bit later on to tell you what you need to know about that. Yeah, And you... <laughs> <laughs> you Democrats, y'all thought the IRS only cared about the one percenters out there. We also have to give you guys some breaking news and what's happening around the country in major cities regarding crime. And y'all might actually think that this story we're going to bring to you guys later on uh, out of Manhattan, if you hadn't already heard it, you might be thinking that this is like Babylon B or like the onion or something, not even real, but no, it's absolutely true. Would love to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. If you happen to miss any uh, of tonight's show or any of the other shows, uh, do uh, go uh, scout out our podcast. I'm on all the different podcast outlets, including Spreaker. Download the app or S- the app for Spreaker. And uh, check out any of tonight's show if you missed it or any past episodes. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. And only the very courageous will be able to keep alive the spirit of individualism and dissent, which gave birth to this nation. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, but we got to stand up, especially when we have days like tomorrow where, like you said, the real so-called uh, insurrection is about to begin. Well, yeah, um, it well, it's going to continue. Um, it's it's getting exacerbated. I mean, the, there's many questions, right? This January 6th commission was supposed to be, we're going to get to the bottom of it, right? We got to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. Now they can read minds too, Andrea. Well, right. Well, but they're not interested in getting to the bottom of it because if they were interested in getting to the bottom of it, 
that both Republicans and Democrats would be demanding to know what Nancy Pelosi's role was because the Capitol Police reports to Congress. She's the Speaker of the House. Was she the one who pulled the trigger? Why did she deny requests for additional security at the Capitol on January 6th? She'd want to be she would want accountability for the only person, for the death of the only person who died that day, which was Ashley Babbitt, the unarmed white woman who was shot point blank by a cop without any warning while she was surrounded by other cops that didn't do anything to stop her from climbing through a window. They'd be wanting to get to the bottom of Roseanne Boylan. Who knows that name? Why this woman died. As it appears, if you watch some videos, that she was beaten to death by the Capitol cops. Nobody's talking about that. They would want to be getting to the bottom of who Ray Epps was. And the FBI's role in this, right? But this isn't about getting to the bottom of anything. No, this is this is about their the real insurrection. They're calling this an insurrection. They're, even though nobody has been charged, nobody arrested has been charged with any form of insurrection, anything related to a coup. In fact, the FBI came out and, and, and said that there was no evidence that was found that this was an organized plan to overturn an election, Right. So then why are Skins and I saying that this is the real insurrection was January 6th? Because the real insurrection is the Democrats' exploitation of January 6th so that they can seize complete control of the United States. And it's a two-prong approach, one of which we're going to talk about with John Lott after the break. And that has to do with their attempts to seize control on the excuse of January 6th, to seize control of all of our elections and centralize those. But most importantly, when you see Merrick Garland come out and make the statement that he made today in Skins, you didn't get to see this. Because you're busy here. Skins does more than just the Andrea K. show, although I would like to, to seize control over him and have him be completely dedicated to me. But Merrick Garland comes out today and says, we got to have a moment of silence. we got to have a moment of silence for the five cops that died on January 6th. Skins, educate me. I know you're busy, um, but you pay attention to January 6th. Can you tell me the names of five cops that died on January 6th? No, Andrea. Uh, unless there's some part of that day that we missed, uh, that seems like infactual information. Infactual? You're being so kind tonight. Yeah. Um. Actually, he couched it and said they died from January 6th because uh, five cops died. They were Capitol Police. One was Brian Sicknick that they falsely accused MAGA of killing him with a fire extinguisher, laid him out on the Capitol Rotunda. James Comey, uh, Christopher Ray withheld the autopsy result from the family and the fact that this man died of a heart attack or something a day or so after. He had nothing connection to January 6th. The others were suicides. Suicides. We have no reason to believe that, it, that, that those suicides had anything at all to do with January 6th, unless maybe, who knows, maybe it had to do with the fact that maybe they felt guilty, that uh, maybe they were one of the cops that uh, moved barricades past and waved people in. Maybe, maybe they were feeling guilty that they participated in what happened there, and they were on the wrong side of that. I don't know, maybe they felt guilty. Maybe, maybe some of these were the ones that stood around and did nothing as Ashley Babbitt climbed through a window and then got, got shot point blank. There's no, but suicides... That's outrageous. And the reason why they're doing that is because this is a continuation of falsely accusing Donald Trump and any of his supporters and 75 million Trump supporters who dare to question the outcome of an election, dare to think that limited government is what this country should be based on. They want us to be considered patriot extremist, domestic terrorists that deserve to be rounded up like the other ones that are currently in gulags being denied bail, being stuck in solitary confinement, denied medical treatments. There's one uh, uh, prisoner that word is he's likely to die because he's not getting his cancer treatments. 
So this is the real insurrection in which we have got uh, the when you have the U.S. government, when you have the uh, United States Attorney General using the FBI and the powers of the U.S. government to weaponize it, to persecute and prosecute Americans strictly for their political views. That's an that's an overthrow of the United States of America, in a sense, if not directly. But the other way in which they seek to do this and the excuse that they're the way that they're exploiting January 6th. Is, is by falsely accusing what happened on January 6th as being an insurrection, an attempt to overthrow free and fair election, is to justify how they need to then push through, even if it means getting rid of, rid of the filibuster, push through their For the People's Act. For the People's Act. And what is in the For the People's Act? Well, let me just tell you, if there, it, it, we're going to get into some details of that with John Lott after the break. Most people don't even know what's in it because the left is, they're brilliant at wordsmithing. They're, call, they're, they're saying that it has to do with voting rights, which it has nothing to do with voting rights. Ultimately, what it will do is it will make permanent all the mechanisms of fraud. Everything that happened in 2020, it's here to stay. Here to stay which means that they will ultimately control the outcome of every election going forward. And don't think that you can ever question an election ever again because that will be considered uh, – you'll, you'll be a patriot extremist. Well, we already are patriot extremists. Well, and, it'll be and, under the full-fledged force of the law. It will, yeah, and then uh, we will never have anything even remotely related to a fair election again. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to bring in John Lott, and we're going to talk about the For the People's Act – and how uh, this is the real threat to democracy. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I get evidently there's breaking news that Kazakhstan has fallen. The government has fallen, and we're uh, working to see if we can get somebody on the ground there to call in and tell us uh, what's happening there and and uh, what's going on uh, with 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 Russia. Um, I know we promised you guys, John Lott, that we were going to talk to him about uh, the For the People's Act and what's going on there. Um, but you know, if we can get somebody, if we can get somebody on the ground to report on what's happening over there, um, uh, we definitely want to do that because uh, you know we don't exactly have a commander in chief right now that we can trust. <laughs> we don't really have a cabinet uh, with a secretary of state with the, with the uh, uh, secretary of defense, and, and quite frankly, even a, a department of defense right now that I trust. So uh, we'll keep you posted on if we can get some reports from the ground. I think the internet is down there as well. So it is. So if we can get somebody um, from the ground there to call in and share with us what's going on, that could end up be some amazing breaking news. Okay. In the meantime, we're also trying to get a hold of John Lott, who's, uh, you know, John Lott has written, um, he's known as being a gun control expert, and he's actually author of the book, Gun Control Myths, How Politicians, the Media, and Botched Studies Have Twisted the Facts on gun control. So if we're able to connect with him, um, we'll bring him in. Otherwise, I'm going to tell you guys what's in his article here on Town Hall. And it, it, it's titled, We, uh, with the For the People Act, Democrats, not Republicans, are the real threat to democracy. And picking up where uh, we opened the show by saying that on the eve of January 6th, the Democrats 
but being enabled and, and encouraged by the Republican Party are masterfully using January 6th and what happened as a way to to be the real threat to democracy and actually um, are, are pretty close to actually – uh, fulfilling the real insurrection uh, w- and taking over of the government. The first of taking over the government is by suppressing 75 million, suppressing 75 million voters and considering Trump supporters, 75 million of us patriot extremists the other way then if they can declare that, then they can say, well, then, you know, look at this problem that we've got. We've got 75 million voters. We've got Trump and all these people that are not respecting the outcome of the elections. And we've got these. And, and then as a result, we've got all these states that are actually doing things that are suppressing the vote. We better centralize the elections to protect them. So this is for the people. And you know, always the opposite of what they call it. Well, of course it is, and this isn't about. The, and what they're saying is they have to do this to protect it from the insurrectionist and also protect it from the from the Republicans. And they're saying as as though this is to protect your voting rights. First of all, uh, there is nobody who's who has. No, there's not one American citizen in this country whose right to vote is being in any way infringed upon. Nobody's. What what you have going on is you have states that are trying to what what you don't have is the right to have whatever convenience you want available to you for voting. You don't have that, right? There's nothing in the Constitution that says that you get the right, like in Texas, uh, you get the right to drive through. I think I, I think they're upset that in, in the state of Texas, that in, in Houston or Dallas, that they made it no longer available to you to vote at a drive through restaurant in the middle of the, of the night. That's not voter suppression. Quite frankly, the problem that we face in this country is that we ever went down the line that is the government's job to make it easy for you to vote because ease and convenience equals fraud. And that's why I've been angry at conservatives that actually have been on the show here and defended absentee balloting. You want to know, in John Lott's article, he goes into a lot of history around the fact that uh, of the 47 countries in Europe, 46 of them currently require government photo IDs to vote. 39 of them do not allow absentee balloting of any way. And those that do allow for absentee ballots have to go and pick up their absentee ballot using a photo ID to do it. And why do they not allow for absentee ballots? Because that's how people can can be bought. And actually going back um, into uh, the U.S., uh, we didn't always have secret ballots, right? Um, we The secret ballots came about in, in, in 1880. The first state adopted the secret ballot, and the last state to do so was in South Carolina in 1950. And when they uh, started doing secret ballots in this country versus you before that, what you would have to do is fill out a colored slip of paper showing your party. Uh, when they went to secret ballots, People more uh, voting increased by uh, by 12 percent. And the reason why is because no, it fell by 12 percent. And the reason why is because if people were voting secretly, they couldn't be paid for a vote. So that's why absentee balloting, absentee ballots is a problem because it's rife for voting for people to be to, to have their vote paid for. Should Ball- only be there for the military. End of discussion. Uh, ballot harvesting is another way that people's votes get your you when you're when people know who, how you're voting, whether it's through absentee mail in any of these other means, then you're rife for pressure to be pressured. You're rife, rife to be bought. And we and we need to go back to and every one of these these measures, the mail in balloting, absentee, 
early voting, all these machines, uh, all these voter rolls that are not allowed to be purged because they've got dead people on them, motor voter registration, every one of these elements are in the For the People's Act. But it gets even worse than that because in the For the People's Act, there's there's going to be um, a a group of people um, that are going to um, be able to overturn anything that a state tries to do. So let's say is so we're going to have some unelected group of bureaucrats now that are going to be completely in charge of our elections. So if some state tries to go rogue and tries to implement the Constitution and say, we've got a right here in uh, New Jersey or in Florida to do this at, at the election through our secretary of state, they try to run it up the uh, it, 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 if they um, don't like it or don't approve it. They can overturn it. Yeah, and how this thing could go through, Andrea, by any member of Congress is absurd because in itself it is unconstitutional. Well, it's blatantly unconstitutional. What it does is by leaving in and making permanent all the mechanisms for voter fraud, it ensures as well as having this panel of unelected bureaucrats uh, that can overturn anything that a state tries to do and or – Some people might say, well, if they're going to make permanent all the mechanisms of fraud, why do they need this unelected uh, panel of unelected bureaucrats? Well, because they might have a state that's Democrat run doing something that they like. So this way they've got this unelected uh, panel of unelected bureaucrats that gets to rubber stamp anything the Democrats like and deny anything that they don't. The way that they're going to get this through is if they can get Manchin and Kirsten Sinema to agree to do away with the filibuster that requires 60 votes, a two-thirds majority in the Senate. You know what's funny is, is there's been a lot of talk about Manchin, Andrea, and I know a lot of people have praised his name, and I have a little bit, not going to lie. I, I like that he's held the line, but uh, he's been a little squishy of late. Well, he says things like, and this is why we can't be be heralding him as some kind of hero as a conservative, because he'll say things like, my and 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 the conservatives today are are all touting him. You know, he's not going to go with this filibuster. What he's saying is the words that he's using is, "It's my preference that we don't do this carve out." And it's called a carve out to where um, we'll 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 get rid of this rule just for this one particular vote. And he says, it's my preference we don't do that because if we do this carve out, I find it goes back and forth and then the, the entire turkey uh, gets eaten. But when you hear the word, it's my preference, that tells me he's open to it. This man is never, he is not the centrist that the conservatives like to tout him to be. Just because he's not AOC doesn't make him one of the good guys. Go back guys. to that hopeism, Andrea. Exactly. It's about hopeism. That's a great point. Last night on the show. Patrick Wood was talking about going into 2022. People have been so depressed and oppressed and have their lives suppressed and controlled. They'll look for anything. They'll look for any positive news and then they'll glom onto that. And that's, and that's exactly the response here with that. Um, Dr. Gorka of Salem News and Salem Media and whose show is here, who's absolutely brilliant. He actually filed a lawsuit today against the January 6th commission because they're trying to get him to come and uh, testify and actually hand over his private communications and he has refused to do so. Uh, Sean Hannity, absolutely good for him. Um, Do you know what? Uh, Gorka gets it. Well, he does get it and he's a fighter and I don't know why Sean Hannity evidently handed over his text and one of the text messages that he that uh, he reportedly sent to Mark Meadows was he referring to Trump needs to never mention the election again ever. And that is a direct quote. Now, you ask yourselves as conservatives if that's a conservative position. Whether or not you even think that the outcome was swayed, even if you think 
that, that the fraud wasn't rampant enough or the abnormalities or Pennsylvania State Supreme Court rewriting election laws, which was unconstitutional, giving the state of Pennsylvania to Biden, or that the Republican Governor Kemp changing the absentee ballot rules to make it favorable for Biden in Georgia, even if you didn't believe that any of that affected the outcome, even if you didn't understand and pay attention to what happened in Arizona, that more than the margin of error was found in illegitimate ballots by dead people and people who voted multiple times in a, out of district, even if you didn't understand that the outcome was flipped, you had to have understood that there was fraud. At the time of the election, over 60% of Democrats felt that Joe Biden did not legitimately win. As of right now, 71% of Republicans do not believe that his win was legitimate. And yet Sean Hannity on January 6th was saying that Donald Trump should never mention the election again. I'm not telling you where to get your news or who to watch. It's an honor that you guys spend any time listening to me at night. But I, I don't I don't I, I started doing radio because I care about this country. I don't advocate for party or Paul. I ad, advocate for ideas. And there's at no point are you ever going to find out in a personal conversation I had with anybody else that I was anything other than what I pretend to be uh, what I am here behind the microphone. And I think when you find out that somebody is not who they pretend to be when they're on air, that may be the time. To, to take your eyeballs elsewhere. Because now is the time when our country is so at risk. Nothing matters if our elections don't matter. And we are on the precipice of losing our country forever. Even the states in Europe that allow for absent. In Mexico, this John Lott article, do you know in Mexico? Here's what they have in Mexico. Voters must present a biometric ID, an ID with a photo and a thumbprint. Voters also have indelible ink applied to their thumbs, preventing them from voting more than once. This is in Mexico. Mexico has a better system than we do. This is in Mexico. There is nothing more precious than the right to vote in this country. We are a representative government. And if you can't go, and by the way, when they implemented all of these, all of these uh, reforms in Mexico, voting rose from 59% to 68% after because, um, you know, it, it, that uh, they were more likely to vote when they had confidence, confidence that their votes mattered. If you're in New York right now and they voted to allow 800,000 illegals to vote, why would you, why would you bother? Yeah, it's not even worth it. One of the biggest mistakes the Republican Party made going into January and the Senate and the Senate runoff races was that they did nothing to remove any of the mechanisms that allowed that state that was so corrupted in Georgia for the presidential election. They left every one of those in, and yet they still beat on the voters. Turn out, turn out, turn out. And Georgia voters were saying, why? My vote's not going to matter. And you know what? If the Democrats are allowed to successfully push for the People's Act through... Your vote won't matter. Your vote will never matter again. I'm not sure mine does now. In the state of California with Motor Voter, and this is, and this is one of the things that's a part of the For the People's Act... That across the country, everybody who everybody who uh, gets registered, everybody who registers to vote will get a mail-in ballot mailed to them. Everybody that includes illegals. Years ago, when we first had motor voter, uh, the state of California admitted that over three hundred thousand had registered to vote. It's long past time for people to stop saying, "Well, yeah, voter fraud exists. It's been, but it hasn't changed the outcome of an election." That's crap. Nothing matters if our elections don't matter, and that's what that's what January six is all about. So tomorrow, because uh, we're going to take a break, we come back, we're going to shift gears and get into some other topics. 
But I, I, I may pay no attention. I may decide to just completely turn off the news and just freeze out and cut off the blood supply to the tumor that is those exploiting January 6th for power. And that includes some Republicans like Ted Cruz and Liz Cheney. We'll be back with Dave, uh, Dave Elhoff. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I know we told you we were going to try to get a, a call in from somebody on the ground in Kazakhstan to see, you know, how severe the situation is. The Internet's down, and if we... And the phones are out, too, so... Um, I'm not seeing anything on the monitors about it. And on national media, nobody's really covering no it. No coverage. So uh, hopefully this is not going to uh, be some type of international military war situation. I'm not an expert on uh, the politics of Kazakhstan, but um, I don't know anybody in the United States right now. We're in my next guest, Dave Elhoff, um, former Navy backseater, and whether or not he feels confident in the Dementor-in-Chief, uh, Joe Biden, um, being in the White House right now as we have this kind of unrest happening nationally. Um, but it's not why I brought him on tonight, the financial thought doctor. There's breaking news today on the Biden administration. Y'all thought he was not. <laughs> Dave Elhoff, people believed him when he said there was going to be no new taxes on anybody, anybody making under $400,000 a year. And now and the message and- said end. Message. That's right. He said, you know, no new taxes on anybody making uh, under $400,000 a year. And then we hear today what they're going to be doing with these cash apps on small businesses. Thanks for being here. Tell everybody what they need to know. Hey, AK, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um, it's not Happy f- New Year. Happy New Year to you. You know, um, it's not funny, um, but I have to laugh because... Um, it's laugh or cry. You know, you would think people would wise up that these Democrats lie to them, right? That they're that they they care about the small uh, little guy and they care about the minorities and they care about the low income people. And they promise that they're only going to tax the evil rich. And then something like this news breaks today, which is going to break the backs of the little well, guy. What's interesting, it, it was passed back in 2021, back way back then. In March, with no Republican signatures on uh, or votes supporting it, and it is Venmo, PayPal, Cash App will now have to report transactions totaling more than six hundred dollars to the IRS. What does that mean? It means you and I and all the other people out there that handle different kinds of transactions like that are going to end up paying. For it. Because what's going to happen when Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App implement these plans, it's going to create more costs, which means it's going to fall to us, the consumers, to help make up for it. Well, not only so, that, but it's, you know, who, what are the small businesses? And first of all, um, yeah, it's uh, the apps themselves are going to have to report to the IRS. So if you think that you're not reporting or that the IRS isn't going to find out about it, they are. They're not leaving it up to you to report it. it. Will be reported. And this was passed last year. And then the then the IRS actually denied that they were going to be implementing this. And it's begun as of January one. 
Now, previously, the apps were required to send users 1099s if their gross income exceeded 20K or if they had more than 200 transactions per year. So they dropped it to a much lower uh, dollar amount. And and you got to think for a minute, who is using these apps to receive payments? It's your small business owner. It's your... your, I, I don't know, like maybe your car repair people, right? Your 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 painter, right? Um, your you know the the trades and 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 people like that. These are your hardworking people. These are not these are not your one percenters in your big corporate accounts. Correct. You, you know, you take for instance your personal health care providers that comes in to assist with uh, your mom and dad taking care of them and doing that. They get paid through. Venmo and PayPal and Cash App. You also get it, uh, you know, I had a carpet cleaner come in here today. He was paid through Venmo. Mm -hmm. And and the bill was only 90 bucks. Right. And so, um, yeah, now, so a lot of the lower people don't usually have transactions that are more than 600, but, but many do. And these are not your large businesses. So what this means is, is that if you were operating from the standpoint that um, that the the Biden administration was only going to go like AOC with her white dress saying tax the rich that was only going to come to try to get more money from the rich. You're mistaken. And this is this is an area to where a lot of people maybe were doing transactions that were coming under the radar. Right. Because typically you didn't you don't get 1099 for anything below. What is it? Is it nine hundred dollars? Usually a thousand. Yeah, usually a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. So this is they basically they've decided that there's a whole lot of money that they're not taxing out there that involves the low income people and the minority and the small business owners, and they're coming for you. And it's at a time right now where inflation is at the highest, if not it's at least since the seventies, if not in in American history. We've got supply chain problems. We've got $5 a gallon of gas. It's average price of a home in California, in San Diego, is $800,000, and a one-bedroom apartment is 2500 Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, again, it's over-regulating. And whenever you over-regulate, it creates expenses. It creates a... a uh, wall in front of you that before you can break through to the other side, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because it puts more of a burden now on the small business owner who might, you know, now they've got to, they've got to have more paperwork involved. And uh, yeah, yeah. so all, and and then that ends up, you know, involving cost that gets passed through to the consumer. And, and at a time in which, look, we're, what, $29 trillion in debt, and they just want to spend? You know, and, and how many of these small business owners are trying to get back on their feet, Elhoff, after their businesses were, were shut down by Gavin Newsom, Mussolini, arbitrarily for a virus that had a 99.5% recovery rate? <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't get it. You're absolutely correct. And again... If you look at what Biden said since he's been in office for a year, almost a year now, compared to what Trump did, mm-hmm. it's exactly the opposite. And it ain't working. 
not only is it not working, but you also have to think about how many seniors are still trying to generate a little bit of income, maybe through one of these apps in some way or another, doing some service. You know, maybe it's, you know, somebody who's, you know, from the trades who's retired and can't really, you know, be a general contractor anymore, but maybe he can do little side jobs on weekends to earn a little extra cash, right? Because if you're a senior yeah. right now on a fixed income, you know, you're, you're dying right now across this country. So the, the, so this is so – it just makes me so angry. And you know who makes me angry at Elhoff is the people who vote for, the, for these clowns, people who bought into this, in, this um, cultural Marxist nonsense uh, that, you know, the Biden – that, that the Democrats care more for the little people. But you know what? Maybe, may, maybe I shouldn't be angry at them because before the break we were talking about election. Did, 80, did, did anybody really think that 80 million people voted for this? As I said, Andrea, before Obama outdone by Biden, not a chance. Not even a chance. We have the greatest economy in the history of of this country under the Trump administration. Lowest unemployment in the history for African-Americans and other minorities. Uh, uh, Business ownership and minorities at the uh, startups, greatest in in our country's history. So, no, I'm not believing that people wanted this. Um, speaking of seniors, you've got a movie out that I want everybody to see, and it will help them. I've been telling everybody about it. I, I need to make sure that I've got your phone number handy. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left. Tell everybody about um, the your Baby Boomer Dilemma movie and how they can see it. Yes. I, I tell you what, it, I've had a great uh, response from uh, the last couple weeks of people wanting to see the movie. All you have to do is call or text 619-548-0965 and give me your email, and I will make sure you get free gift card to see the movie. You see it on your own computer. You own it now, and you can see it as many times as you want, plus there's another additional two hours of interviews there talking about PhDs, award-winning PhDs, how they solve their retirement problems. And you'll find it very interesting. So call 619-548-0965 and either leave a message with your email or text your email saying, I want to see the movie. And I will send you out a gift card to see the movie. Well, everybody needs to see it because I, I've, uh, I, for the first time in the past six months, I, I almost everybody I talk to is is beginning to be completely panicked about their retirement. Um, and they weren't during the Trump administration. This is strictly because of what happened with the with the COVID crackdowns, and then now into this Biden administration. And people are desperate for advice that they can trust for something outside the normal box of you know buy you know low risk stocks or whatever the you know the same old crap that you hear ad nauseum on you know financial yeah. shows. And people people are looking for something that's greater than that. And they can see if they can see it in a movie that they can rewatch. Um, it helps to understand, right? It's it's so much of a better exactly. medium in order to get information. And so I thank you uh, for you know the, coming on and doing the news you can use segments with me and actually having some information that's helpful to people going forward. And that was something that was important to me that I wanted to do for the show is give more than just my opinions, but actually give good advice and good help to people out there. So the number right. is 619 548 
1-800-529-0965. And you're going to text your email address so that Dave Elhoff can send you what you need so that you can watch this movie for free. Elhoff, thank you so much, my dear. All right. Take good care. Have a good one. You Thanks. too, honey. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because another story that's making me laugh, which really shouldn't because it's horrifying, is, and I don't know if you've heard about this, Skins, this Manhattan DA and what he what his new memo is, day one on the job. <laughs> y'all stay tuned. The Andrea K Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Today I met somebody for the first time and I was... And he was like, wow, you know, things, you're in politics. Things must be booming for you guys right now because everything's about politics. And I said, yeah, I said, but, you know, uh, with cancel culture and, uh, you know, the attacks on conservatives and conservative media outlets and our sponsors, as well as these COVID crackdowns, you know, it's airtime isn't, isn't cheap. It's, it's very expensive to put on these shows, whether it's a local show like mine or a national show. And so, you know, we're, we're, we struggle at times like everybody else. And so I just want to say, if you guys like what we do, what we're doing here, and you appreciate what Skins and I are doing every night and you feel so inclined, you, you want to help support the show a little bit, you feel like giving up the cost of a free latte, you can go to com and click on the donate button and, and throw me a, a latte there. Or uh, some some chicken, but make sure it's real chicken. Yeah, K- <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw I that I can't even say, KFC now is going to be serving plant-based chicken. That ain't chicken. It's not chicken, people. Don't eat it. No. Why? Can't they Can't they leave? If, if, and if you're eating, if you're a plant-based eater, why would you even go to KFC? No, you, you know, do it, you wouldn't do even it go the there. natural, healthy, whatever way you want to do it, but you don't expect getting healthy from KFC. Right. It's just insane. I don't even understand this at all. But you know what? What I understand even less is what's going on in Manhattan. How's that for a segue? Yeah, that's a great segue. Um, okay, so they got a new DA in Manhattan. He's a former prosecutor, and his first day on the job, Alv- Alvin Bragg, um, his first day on the job, he does a memo that basically says they're not going to be prosecuting anybody or putting anybody in prison except for homicides. That's Stay safe, much- America. Yeah. He literally said, um, and, and and if you think I'm joking, armed robbers who use guns and other deadly weapons to stick up, uh, the, and this is this is straight from his his memo. Armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores and other businesses will only be prosecuted for petty larceny, a misdemeanor, provided no victims were seriously injured and there's no quote genuine risk of physical harm to anyone. So having somebody come into your store and shove a gun in your face is not a risk of of bodily harm. Talk about the deconstruction of America. How insane is this? Can you imagine? I, I can't even wrap my head around this. In addition to that, the office, quote, shall not seek a sentence of life without parole. Under state law, that punishment is reserved for the most heinous of murderers, including terrorists, serial killers, and cop killers, and children, uh, and killers of children, which means that terrorists, child murderers, cop killers, will never be subject to life without parole in New York City. 
you know, if there's anybody that's out there, Andrea, and they do have a life of crime and they're and they're hearing that o- over in that area, you know what? They're they're sitting back, they're making their plans now. They're like, you know what? Doesn't matter if I get caught, because I'm not gonna be held accountable. Well, not in any way. In any there, way. There will be no prosecution if you resist arrest. There's no accountability. New York City with this has gone completely lawless. When it comes to uh, when it comes to breaking and entering, um, if you burglar if you burglarize a home, um, as long as you steal from the part of the home that's not considered livable, that's minor. That's that's now a, that's like a low level class D crime. You know what, Andrea? I, I I've been to New York City. Great place to visit. It's never been one of my places I've wanted to live. Would never consider that right now. Ever. You, you think about the people that are behind this. Right. You think these are the people that are for gun control. Right. These are the people that wanted to see Kyle Rittenhouse thrown in jail for the rest of his life without parole because he dared to exercise his Second Amendment right and defend himself against those brandishing weapons. Uh, The Grosskreutz has still not been prosecuted for the fact that he shoved a gun in Kyle Rittenhouse's face. So think about this. It's not just the lawlessness that this man has put forth as the district attorney, but it's also the flip side of it where you're not allowed to defend yourself in any way. It's now not considered a grave threat to your bodily harm for somebody to shove a gun in your face in New York City. If you live in New York City right now, how do you dare feel safe leaving your home or operating or operating a business there or working in a business? He goes on to say that the assistant district attorneys should use their judgment and experience to evaluate the person arrested and identify people who suffer from mental illness, who are unhoused, who commit crimes of poverty or who who suffer from substance abuse disorders. So now we've got it. So I guess if you put a gun in somebody's face or you, or you violently assault somebody or if you're unhoused, it's okay. Right? So now we're separating and we're, and we're providing excuses for people. And we've got, um, We've got separate classes of citizens, just like we've got the, the jabbed and the unjabbed now and the unjabbed more are being division. discriminated and more division. Now, if you're of a certain category, you're able to commit these violent acts and these felonies and get away with it. This is the Democrats' view. Uh, oh, and then they've got the gall to tell you that this will make you safer. You know what's funny, Andrea? People should pay attention because if they think it's going to stop there in New York City – Oh, oh no. It's that they want that in many cities as possible. Right. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because in Chicago, we know there's more people killed in Chicago every weekend than there was at the height of the Iraq war, right? A Chicago <laughs> alderman, he wants to bring back something called the whistle stop program. Now, uh, what was I just oh, saying? I re- yeah, yeah. They don't want you to be able to defend yourself and exercise your Second Amendment rights. Full gun control in Chicago. The bad guys got guns. Here's how they want want you to handle violent crime in Chicago. Not making this up. They want you to have a whistle, wear a whistle that you can blow while you're running towards the armed robbers. Should you witness a crime, take him. <laughs> we can't make this up, man. It's a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Who's watching this movie? See, this is the only movie you watch when you got a good guy going around that saves you from this violence. We're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Thank you all.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.